Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. talking about right there baby boy check it out you see that little dos artes for that ass <laughs> it's a dos artes night bottle <laughs> direct, welcome in direct from miami or uh, uh well actually california california right. uh die Noel out there in california that brings it in every year and i've got a brand new bottle for us to share and uh you know, I break it out for moments like this. I mean, Ira, I don't know if you have the Don Julio ready. Uh, I don't, what do we got there? man. I don't. Come I actually, on. Are we too subdued tonight? What's going the, on? Here's the problem, Jeff. Had the road trip, and I got to write tonight. So, like, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to go caffeinated. I know that's disappointing. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheer you on. I just, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if I can be talked into it. But right now, I'm just drinking some Diet Coke. I think he can be talked into it, guys. What do you say? What do you say? Welcome into the Sunday Smash. Um, I am sober right now, but I don't plan to be by the end. And uh, I have to tell you guys, I mean, you guys know this. Uh, Ira knows this. I mean, Ira's a real reporter. I am not. Uh, I am a knoll, and uh, I am celebrating uh, and, and, and really enjoying myself over the last 48 hours. This has been amazing. Um, I can't say that I'm surprised, Ira. First of all, welcome in, everybody, to the Sunday Smash. We appreciate you being here very much. And, uh, hey, listen, uh, what a good time. What a good time. Florida State proving that they're mature enough to handle situations, to go down and take care of business against a team that I think is reeling. I think Miami's in trouble. Um, I think in year one, they've got a long way to go. I think that Mario Cristobal knows that. Uh, their team is ass, and uh, there's not a lot going for them right now. And Florida State stomped them in a way that good teams do when they have an opportunity. And Ira, I don't know where you want to start, buddy. I yeah. mean, we can talk about the game seriously. We can have so much fun with it as well. Buddy, I know you were down there covering it, doing a great job for War Chant. This was never competitive, and it didn't feel like it was going to be competitive all week to, to me. And I don't mean to like brag. I mean, I got one right, you know, but I got to be honest with you. It just, the, the film and the videos told me that they were in trouble. Florida State told me they were on the verge of something good, and it played out that way. 
Yeah, I mean, really, if it wasn't for the history of the rivalry, uh, I think I would have said the same thing. But I just, you know, that had me concerned to some degree. Um, just crazy stuff has happened down there, man. And then sure. you go down there, there's a pass, and they get into it. You know, even in that game, uh, you know, Aslan and I were talking about on the drive back. You know, the first drive, Florida State uh, doesn't really get a lot going the first couple of plays, and Jordan's pass on third down didn't look like the right read, but you get the pass interference call. And that was a big play. If you don't get that call, I mean, it was an obvious call, but if you don't get pass interference, if it's just an incomplete pass, they get the ball, maybe decent field position. And, it, you know, it just could have it could have at least delayed the inevitable. But you get the call, you punch it in, and then from that point on, that was the impressive part because you're right, man, Miami could not compete. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop the pass. They uh, were in, completely inept enough on offense, even when Tyler Van Dyke was available. And so it was a complete just domination. But the cool thing was, and you touched on it in your opening, that Florida State didn't like just play with their meal. You know, they 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 finished them off. And that was cool to see because we really haven't, other than Boston College, we really haven't seen that from this football team. Yeah, there were so many moments uh, that have to make you really uh, excited uh, as a Noel. I, I, I think there's a reason, like, you know, listen, I'm beside myself. I love, I mean, obviously beating Miami 45-3 to and embarrassing that team in a way that's – they'll never get over that. I mean, they'll, they'll always remember this day. They'll always remember that they were clowns and buffoonish and looked like assholes. It's, 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 it's great you, you, you find yourself enriched by that as a, as a human being. But truthfully – you really, yeah, and there it is. Look, is at that them. really that really is their scene from last night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's from. I, I, by the way, I took the same picture. Good job, Ben. I took the same picture. I have this picture, Ira. I have several pictures. There are so many There's... moments where they just look like a bunch uh... of. <laughs> <laughs> that is so oh, well played, man. Ben. Ben, I'm what so are you proud doing? of you, sir. That was awesome. Yeah, Ben's producing tonight and doing a great job. Um. I just, honestly, I wondered if Florida State was mature enough to do what they did last night. And and now they have a whole other question to answer, and we'll see where that is. But Miami's in trouble. I mean, they've got a long way to go, and, and Florida State needed to show that to them, needed to prove to them that, like, hey, guys, you're not on our level. You're not where we are right now. And if I'm being fair and objective, and I don't like to be when it comes to Miami, but if I'm being fair and objective, you know, it's year one. I mean, that guy in, inherited a nightmare. He's trying to flip the locker room. He does not have a lot of talent. And I think that's something that was on display last night, Ira, that I think is important. Miami doesn't have any talent. They're not very good. They, they really aren't good anywhere. Um, and, and I think I'm, I'm not saying that to take anything away from Florida State because Florida State's been able to run the ball against anybody for the most part. And I don't want to take away those three defensive linemen that are pretty good for Miami, but they just don't have anything behind it. They don't have talent at linebacker. They're talentless at corner. They're talentless at safety. They don't have much of a message to send right now to recruits. And I think it was a big moment for Mike Norvell to stamp that home, to beat that ass in their stadium, to humiliate them, to, to set a record and to let recruits know, guys, it's going to be years before Miami even has a chance. It's three, four years down the line. They're no, they don't belong in the same field as Florida State. I, you know, I do. Th I, I wonder how much confidence Norvell, Coach Norvell, had going into this game. I mean, like seeing on film, seeing what they thought they could do, 
and the way that players were so confident. I mean, and I thought that was one of the cool things about that game. And I really love the post game, you know, listening to Jamie Robinson and, uh, you know, Trey Benson and those guys, they were, it wasn't like sometimes, you know, like when, when, you know, you knock off a team that you're, that, you know, you went, have such a dominant performance, yeah. guys might be kind of giddy about it. There was none of that. I mean, it was very much like, yeah, man, we came here. We knew we were going to do that. We did that. Who's next? Which is a, I mean, that's a good place for this team to be. Well, now it's important because I will tell you, I think Ira, and we'll talk about this on Tuesday when you and me and Corey get together for Seminole headlines. And I, I I'm going to, as much as I made people happy last week by predicting a blowout, I got to tell you, I'm worried about this week. It's a tough spot. It's a weird it's spot. It's a really yeah. tough spot. I could see this being a real problem. I don't think Syracuse is good enough to win the game necessarily against Florida State. Well, at least not a focused Florida State. Right. But I don't know how focused Florida State's going to be. A road game at night, that will be a desperate Syracuse team. And one thing I will tell you, I watched the Syracuse pit game. I know people say, what? It, no, I did. I really care that Florida State finishes this season nine and three. I really finished, I, I really hope they finish the season 10 and three with a bowl win. I think it's important for Mike. Um, when you go back and you look at Syracuse, one thing I will tell you is that they were never as good as their record for starters. But Ira, the other thing is they do play hard. Syracuse will play hard. They will make you earn it. I really do think that it's going to be interesting. Um, if Florida State comes out flat in that game, Ira, you could find yourself in a predicament. I could see that. Well, especially if they get Schrader back. And, you know, he hasn't played most of the last two games. But apparently he warmed up before the pit game and then, then was a game-time scratch. Yeah. So if, if he was able to warm up, you would think that he might be available. Their quarterback or Schrader might be available next week and he makes them a different team. So, you know, I, I do think Florida state's a better team, but that, you know, that is another big test. And that's what, that's what building a program is about. It's like you go from, you know, last year, it was, can they just play hard? Can these guys, can Mike Norvell get these guys to just compete? Because it had been a couple of years where you didn't see a whole lot of competing in certain positions. Well, they've done that. And now it's okay. Now, how do you play, situations and how do you how do you how do you handle the highs and lows and be business like when you need to be business like or bring passion when you need yeah. to bring passion and I thought this was a positive step but what happens the better you get the more you develop as a program there's new challenges it's not like you just pass one challenge and okay you're good from now on there's new challenges and this is one of them coming up this week hey one thing about the 45 to 3 when you mentioned the score didn't you like I I really wish people started making the uh, the signs like they used to in college football. Like you walk out of the stadium and you can yeah. buy the, the you score. You can just buy them right away. Yeah, right. yeah. Like they don't do that anymore. But that would have been a good one. A 45-3 Florida State-Miami might have been a pretty good seller coming out of the uh, hard rock. Golly, Ira, you're bringing me back to the day. I remember walking out of the Orange Bowl many moons ago after a victory and buying one of those signs. Those things were money makers left and right. Everybody <laughs> had to have one of those. And then years later, you go out to your garage and there's like 40 of them. And you're <laughs> right. like, why the fuck? Yeah, you, you, laugh, you laugh about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, that would have been a good one. Yeah, that would have been a good one. And the shirts that would have been made forevermore, 45 to 3. Uh, you can yeah. absolutely do that forever. Um it's fascinating. I, I think there were so many great moments for Florida State in this game. It's not just cementing that you are so much better than Miami and that Miami's not competitive and that Miami really isn't quite the same program, doesn't deserve to be on the field with you. 
It's that your head coach handled the situation the most mature he's ever been. Um, I love that moment with Deuce Span. And <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the people that listen to this on the podcast version are, are not going to get some of uh, our laughing, but this that, that's a good one. That's a good one. Dude, that's, that's the really good. That's really good. I, so if, if you think about that moment with Deuce Span, you think about that moment with Mike Norvell, it really does. I know it's going to get tiresome because a lot of people have brought it up subsequently, but it encapsulates who he is. It, it encapsulates why the team loves him, why fans love him, and also why players, I think, buy in. Because you really got to care about somebody to come back at them from around the other side after he's still talking shit, walking over to the bench. Right. And Mike's like, no, no, we're not doing this. You're going to look at me. I need you to breathe. I want you to calm down. But what does he do, Ira? He gives him the ball immediately right. right when they get it back. I just, I think it's important. I don't think it's cliche. I think it is who he is. Yeah, and it's also, you know, we do have the luxury of being at practice. And this is where, you know, I think his, the reason he allows us to be at practice, you know, his vision for doing that and the benefit to us is, you know, you see the the genuine, you know, approach to these relationships. And so if you don't have a good relationship, if Mike Norvell doesn't have that good foundational relationship right. with his players, that could go a whole different way. And and we saw that, you know, in those later years under Coach Fisher, the early years under Willie Taggart, where there's just not that connection, that trust. And so when when Mike Norvell stands in front of Deuce Span and is demanding his attention, he knows where he's coming from, you know. And I think that is that's you can't. It's not a game day thing, man. That's a 365 day a, a year thing. It's good of you to point that out, Ira. I mean, nobody makes more practices than you do. You're at more practices than I am. I've been at a lot of them, but you've been, I think, at every one of them. So so it is true, right? That, that is why when we talk about who he is, uh, Robert, we'll get to you and everybody else that's donated tonight. I'll get to those in a second. But when we talk about who he is, um, that is who he is. Like, like he's allowed to do that. You know, it, we've seen clown shows before, Ira. We, we've <laughs> sure seen guys have. that want to be really good in the moment, pat a kid on the back, you know, yell at a kid because the camera's rolling, you know. Yeah. yeah, we've seen that act before in, in a variety of sports, by the way. You know, whatever the sport, we've, we, we've seen it. We've seen guys that are fake. We've seen guys that are genuine. And I, I I'll tell you this. Um, you know, I was never good enough to play at a school like Florida State. I, I don't want to ever pretend that. But I played a lot of competitive sports with a lot of different coaches, and I had a, a taste of, of success here and there. You'll go to war for that guy. You'll go to war for the guy that screams you down and embarrasses you in practice or a game in front of a camera, whatever it is, if you think he loves you. Mm -hmm. If you think he cares deeply about your success and your growth as a person. And that's revealed way before that moment. Right. You know, all of that happens long before that moment in time that it's it's front and center for everybody else to see. So when that was going down, you know, I saw a couple of people say like, hey, man, be careful about, no, 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 no. That's who he is. That's the relationship he has. That guy was always going to respond that way. He was frustrated in that moment. That coach was always going to respond that way because they have that. They have that. It's like, it's like, we'll never forget that. 
Yeah, it's like any relationship. I mean, the, you know, there's stuff you and I could say to each other, or we right. could say to Corey, or Corey could say to us that other people probably couldn't say to us. Correct. And, and that's that relationship. So yeah, man, it's cool. And it was cool to see that it was on TV. And, you know, again, uh, you know, I just, when you think about where this program has gone, two years, it, it was hard for me to fathom sitting there because I was there two years ago. I know it wasn't, uh, it was COVID time. So a lot of people couldn't go down there two years ago, but that game was such an abomination. And one of the things that stood out to me and in, in where it's not just uh, Mike Norvell, I've, I've talked about this before during that game, when Miami was scoring on seemingly every play, they scored yeah. 52 points. I won, I was watching the sideline. I was watching Adam Fuller talking to the defensive players, and there were some guys on that sideline who clearly were not listening to Adam Fuller. I mean, they, they weren't like overtly telling him to screw off, but they were not focused on what he – you could just tell. They were not engaged with what he was saying. And I thought in that moment, man, can he get those guys to 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 – you know, believe in him. Can they get, can what, what what's it going to take to get that bond, that relationship to where he does have and command their respect. And at the time you wonder, like, I don't know. I mean, this guy's from the Northeast. He's been in a bunch of smaller schools. Is that, is that going to happen? And then you watch the way they executed yesterday. And I, you know, one of the things I loved was, man, they played a lot of young guys in that game. People may not have paid attention, but oh. early, early on in that game, I mean, they're rotating everywhere you know, corner and, and defensive line and line. I mean, they're playing young guys all the time. One thing I really loved though, was when they got down to like the 10 yard line, they got inside the 10, there was like a, a pause and here comes like four or five starters running back in and yeah. they end up getting a stop. And, you know, part of it was the bad snap, but they'd already pushed them back on two straight plays at that point. And again, I mean, I, you know, I just think that that's, again, that's, that's all that stuff is what you want to see. Mickey uh, used to do that against yes. teams. Where, yeah, he'd he'd bring the starters back out. They're like, no, no, we're sending a message. Uh, we're not <laughs> right. we're not half step. And I remember the game in Kansas. Yeah, I mean, like he he did that numerous times. Um, and I kind of wanted to see it, you know, against you know late the Georgia Tech game. They gave yep. up a late touchdown. Yep. And there's been a couple other times where they've just kind of let they you know Boston College. I think could have been a shutout, right? And they right. you know they they left those guys out there. Man, it's, I don't know. I think those first team guys would rather come back and preserve what they've done than yeah. just get another 20, you know, 10 plays of rest. In modern football, it's very hard to stop anybody from yeah. scoring fewer than 21 points, let alone a touchdown. Right. And so all the more reason for Miami to be ashamed of themselves, they couldn't score a touchdown and <laughs> um, you know, a reminder that they were an embarrassment, but also the way that they were bitched by Jamie Robinson in that play, mm -hmm. just to shove that guy, like he's a child. Um, That's was, a big yeah, dude, man. I mean, That's look, a big, I mean, that guy's like six, three. Oh, he got jerked around like a bitch. Look at him. <laughs> look I, at him. Just from, looking like a clown. We're sitting um, to the far. How long can we leave this on? I, we're yeah. sitting to the far. You don't have to take it down, Ben. We we're sitting to the far left of your screen. Like our, we're in the corner of that press box in the end zone. So, so it's, we're seeing it from behind. And Ooh. I thought the way he jerked him around, I thought for sure it had to be a face mask. Like there's right. no way he's, you know, cause if you grab somebody's face mask, their, their body's going to follow but no, no, he just no. He treated no. him like a oh, that's a that's really unfortunate. <laughs> I, I I felt I felt bad for that kid's family and friends and anybody that knows him and yeah. I, <laughs> watching these chips, this is this is too. <laughs> oh man! So let me go back from the top, everybody. Rob, 
Thank you for your contribution to what we're doing tonight. I appreciate it very, very much. We both Thanks, do. Rob. Um, keep it hey, – Ben, go ahead and pop them all up here. I want to make sure I get to everybody. Z-Chan, as always, thank you so much. Cheers, guys. Cheers Thanks, to Zach. my fellow Knowles. What a night. Uh, he writes, Knowles, smash the Canes, break the top 25, win the ACC and uh, ACC soccer as well. Yeah, I watched that game this morning. Yeah, this afternoon. Yeah. What a weekend. Uh, the ceiling – on rankings if we went out. What is the ceiling on if they went out? Well, I, I will say this, and I'll get to the next one uh, in a second, Ben. To answer his question, Ira, it's still interesting to me. Now, I know the Knowles have three losses, but when you watch LSU beat Alabama, and, and you know that Florida State beat LSU, and you watch the way this season has played out, you really remind yourself one thing that's frustrating, and they're finding their – you know, they're finding their footing. They're finding who they are. Hey, buddy, you know it and I know it. They should have beat Clemson. Yeah. They should well, have they, beat NC State. They, right. Let's be honest. Florida State rightfully can make a claim to being the best team in the ACC. And that nobody wants to hear that right now. Let me tell you something right now. I think Florida State, if you play them against anybody right now, can make an argument they're the best team in the ACC. But they do have three losses. Yeah, and the frustrating thing, that was the most frustrating thing to me about the NC State and Wake Forest games, or I felt like I felt like at the time Florida State was a better team than those teams. Clemson, I don't know, man. I think if Florida State and Clemson play 10 times, it may be five and five. I mean, Florida yeah. State has an advantage at quarterback in some other situations, but you know, Clemson's still got some talent. They got uh, dudes, may- yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know for sure, but I think Florida State's a better team than NC State. I think they're better than Wake Forest. They just didn't play well in those games at least in situations like the Wake Forest, the offense got so took so long to get going. The second half at NC State, the de- offense just fell apart, and the defense kind of gave up some you know some yards and scores to a backup quarterback that wouldn't could not even threaten to, to throw the football. Um, so that's frustrating. But you know I, that was also part of what I saw last night from the team was you know somebody you know they were asked a couple times. Players were asked by different reporters. How did you guys not get down when you had the three straight losses or how did you handle that? And they all said that they believed through that whole time that they were the better team, that they were beating themselves. And if they stopped beating themselves, everything would take care of itself. What that tells you is they believe what they're hearing from the coaching staff, because I think that was the message from the coaching staff hammered through from Mike Norvell to all the assistants, to support staff. And I think when you hear them saying that, I really believe that they they bought into that, and I think that's been the key to kind of turning it back around. Because when they lost three straight games, man, they're against teams that, you know, like you said, they could have won all three of them. That could that could shake things a little bit, and it didn't. Javi writes, great tailgate. Most Miami fans were timid going in. Always sweet for us, uh, Miami Knowles, to get the W at Seminole Hard Rock. Stadium, uh, their one sellout every two years was down to Doke South by half. So great. I don't know if you saw, I cracked up laughing. Somebody, I gotta give, I wish I could give the guy credit. The guy that tweeted, uh, that Mario Cristobal should be the new head of FEMA. Uh, did you <laughs> see, see that? Did, you didn't see this tweet? He said Mario Cristobal should be the new head of FEMA. He was able to evacuate 65,000 people in less than three days. <laughs> That's. That's good. That's How good. good is that, right? Yeah, Very good. that's Thank, really well done. And thanks, Javi. Yeah, that was definitely the vibe down there, man. Like even talking to, I talked to some media down there that cover Miami. I talked to some people on, you know, that work at the university at Miami, uh, people I've known through the years who were like, 
man, we just have there no it idea. It is Anthony. Oh. Good job, Anthony. That's awesome. Nice, yeah. nice tweet there, Anthony. Well um, yeah, well uh, and nobody, you know, they were, there was not a lot of confidence. Um, and, and, and I'm sure that was evident throughout the team. And, you know, you know, I was watching their sideline, like I just talked about with, you know, you know, uh, Adam Fuller last year on the Florida State sideline. And, you know, Mike Norvell was not there. Um, but watching Mario down there on Miami's sideline, like you just don't see a lot of connection there. So you can look at it two ways. To your point earlier, man, this is going to be a big rebuild. And, and, and if you watch Mario Cristobal's post game press conference, he, he knows acknowledged that. that. Um, but at the same time, like Corey mentioned in his column, this, you know, what Norvell and the staff have done in two years also speaks to in the year, the age of the transfer portal. What's possible. It's, it's not, it's not like you have to look at a four or five year rebuild. Uh, you might be able to turn around quicker, but, and, and, and you got on that topic, you know, based on Z chance question, I think just about what's the ceiling for this team from a ranking standpoint, look, man, that LSU loss, that LSU win looks great is going to continue to look great, especially if they, if they go to the SEC championship game. Well, and then, then, yeah. And then you've got, the losses were all to ranked teams. And if you, if you finish the season nine and three, yeah, man, I, people are already saying you might be the best three loss team in the country by then. Yeah. I mean, I, they could be and with a bowl game. I mean, they, the ceiling is probably, I mean, it could be, or they could be around 10 in the country. Right. I mean, I think that's possible. Yeah. I think if they win out, Ira, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. I think there's a, um, a sense amongst those that cover the game, you know, I, I, I got to give McElroy credit and others credit who talked about this game. Um, I know Ira, you were there in the box covering it, but uh, Greg McElroy did a good job. I'm going to give him some credit here. He, he did a good job of pointing out because he had Florida state's first game this year against LSU. And he had the first game last year and the year before. And he brought up the fact that he's had Florida state a lot. And he said, look, man, they look like a completely different program that like you watch them and you see the growth right now. And his point was that he can tell that there are building blocks and foundational things that Mike Norvell is doing that everybody buys into that is in the growth is obviously following. I agree with him. I mean, I think I think what gets interesting is we get into this mix of. All right. What does this do for you? Because if you're a Florida State fan, alumnus, booster, supporter of any kind, at the end of the day, when we talk about the climb and we talk about where Florida State's climbing towards or to, it's to play in a game like Georgia Tennessee just played yesterday. It's to play in those games. It's to play in a game that sees you top 10 preseason with everybody talking about the possibility of winning a national championship. And if that ultimately is your goal, what you do is you juxtapose that goal with where are you right now? What does this mean? How close are you, Ira? How close is right. Florida State? And I wrestle with this because I'm a realist and I'm pragmatic and sometimes I'm a pessimist, but sometimes I'm an optimist. I, I really do wrestle with all of this. When I watch Georgia's line of scrimmage, I think Florida State has a long way to go. But that's one team. There are like two or three teams that I think that's true. I don't know that it's true of a lot of other teams right now. I mean, I really do believe you just watched Notre Dame rush for 247 yards against Clemson. Florida State did the same. That program seems to be trending in a wrong direction. They're not elite right now. They are falling off. It's appropriate that they lost that game to Notre Dame. Nobody's shocked by that. Um, 
Ohio State's better than Florida State. Right. Georgia's better than Florida State. There might be a couple of other teams that I think are definitively better than Florida State. But from a personnel standpoint, like how close is Florida State to, to shortening that gap? Well, I think the answer is going to be really interesting because I think wins like this help propel you to get a better brand of player and maybe a better brand of transfer player. And they have done yeoman's work in the transfer portal, Ira, and I think that they still have room to do that here because they're going to have to replace some guys. It does look to me right now like Jared Verse is going to the league. I keep hearing he's projected first round. Why would he not go to the league if that's the case? The Bucks just took the lead, by the way. What? The Bucks just took the lead. Did they really? I wasn't yeah, watching. Mr. H said it on the uh, on the chat, and I just looked. Yeah, sixteen thirteen. How about that? That's good news. Yeah, my Bucks are terrible, but I'll take that. Um, but yeah, so so listen. Like I think I, again, Florida State's in an interesting position yeah. because they're transitioning towards good to well, very good, and we all want them to be elite. Right. So how quickly can you get from good, very good to elite? Moments like Saturday night are very important because if you're good, that's what you do to bad. Right. No, that's a great point, man. That's a really good point. And I think, think about the fact that you're even wrestling with that now compared to maybe in preseason camp or certainly back in the spring. I remember we would talk and be like, man, you know, all right, see some things here. You like this guy, you brought in this guy. Okay. What about this? But man, you're still so far away from competing with the best of the best. I don't know that you're that far away. I mean, you're still a ways away, but when you have a quarterback playing like Jordan's playing, when you have a line of scrimmage that's um, executing what they do so well, you know, and again, I mean, you know, this is four games in a row. Now they've run over 200 yards. That's four games in a row. That's doing some things. Mm -hmm. And in a game last night where you, you know, you only threw the ball. I mean, Jordan threw the ball 12 times and you just got whatever you wanted in the running game. And now Miami, maybe I don't think they quit. I thought some guys were still playing hard. They're just not disciplined and not good. They're um, not good. Yeah, they're not good. Yeah. But um, but that's you know, again, it wasn't a one-off. This is four games in a row. You ran for 200 yards against Clemson, you ran for 200 yards against George Tech, who had a pretty good defense. You ran for 200 yards against NC State. So, I mean, these are games where um, you know, you're 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 showing you can run the ball, you've got a good quarterback, and the defense is probably better than we maybe sometimes give them credit for. I mean, statistically. It's a, becoming a really good defense. I, you know, again, we not as many big plays as we would like. They did get four turnovers yesterday, which was awesome. Uh, that was a big plus. Um, but you know, I, you know, so to your to your point, the fact that we're even discussing it is is a big sign of how far they've come because we couldn't even have that discussion. I mean, it, it seemed yeah. like yeah. it was so far away. Yeah. But you wonder, man. Miami had over a hundred recruits there. I think. Wow. Um, I mean, <laughs> that's what they say. I mean, well, but whatever really, it was, do you really they, believe they had a hundred recruits? What, I mean, I'm not blaming you. Yeah, I know. Whatever it was, there yeah. are recruits that yeah, were 37. Were, yes, we saw we saw some recruits there. I saw them with my eyes. Yeah, there were recruits there. Could, could you imagine being there for that game? Oh and, yeah. And now the guys like Hakeem Williams, you know, and and some of these other guys. When man, that's I mean that's. That's big, man. They're, this class, you know, they got a chance, and then they're going to do well in the portal again because of what they've done in the portal so far. Um, so, man, it's exciting. The the key to all of it, obviously, is how many of these guys come back next year, and that's going to be a that's going to be a fun, hopefully, fun conversation because 
if if some of these guys come back and you know you're right if Jared versus anybody that's predicted to go in the first round they're they're gone but a lot of these guys won't be and if if you can get a lot of these guys back you're going to be going into next season with a lot of excitement so Florida State has enough NIL money I talk a lot with the NIL guys I don't want to get specific I can't get specific without getting in trouble but I will tell you that Florida State has enough you know this Ira probably too I mean we have a lot of the same sources but I Florida State has enough money to retain roster talent and also maybe go out and get a few guys in the transfer portal that they think can help supplement some of the guys that might be leaving. It'll be interesting. They're not ever going to be, or at least not now, as rich as Texas A&M, who's in shambles, or Alabama or Notre Dame, these schools that have endless budgets to bring in players. Florida State's not in that position, but they are in the position to go to war for key players at certain positions, and 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 they know they got to have right and roster retention. The biggest being is Jordan Travis. I mean, I mean, the bottom line is let's just be honest here. Jordan Travis is a really good college quarterback, and I know people hear me say that and they think, well, that's like condescending. No, I think he's just a good college quarterback. He's a he's a very good college quarterback. It's not condescending. It, it, you know, maybe he plays in the pros, but the bottom line, he's a really good college quarterback. Yeah. And if they can keep him, that'd be huge. Um, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what that yeah. is. I mean, there's a lot of questions. I mean, it's I, nice that you have that opportunity because, yeah. again, Jordan's been in college for a long time. He's been here four years. He was at Louisville before that. And so not everybody wants, not everybody wants to stay in college for six or seven years. So, you know, he may be wanting to move on. I did, Ira. I wanted to stay in college. Uh, um, I, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to do everything else affiliated with college for six or seven years. The college yeah. part was not that great, but, yeah. um, I said that yeah. saying, do you want to be in college forever? Yeah. Yes, I do. In fact, if you'll keep paying the bills, I will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I, you know, I just think that he, you know, man, it would be huge if he would come back and if he does and the NIL kind of makes that a little bit more, likely because you know you can reward a guy or have opportunities for a guy to get rewarded the one thing i'll say about the nil also to point out to people from what i understand the nil is is it's a much bigger deal in the current landscape with selling the program to mostly to high school players right now a lot of the transfers a lot of the bigger transfers that like if you look at florida state's transfers they brought in this year jared verse you know, he might have had some big NIL opportunities at some schools. I don't think Johnny Wilson had a ton. I don't think Micah Pittman had a ton. I don't think Trey Benson had a ton. I, you know, I, I don't know that Tatum Bethune had a ton. So I think in the transfer portal, you can attract players through other means. You know, tr- typical recruiting. Um, you know, the, the high school guys, that's an open market, and there's all kinds of craziness. And if, and if other schools want to offer crazy money, that's what happens. But I think there's plenty of opportunities in the transfer portal where you don't have to have the money that Miami has. You can get plenty of good players like they've done. I and mean, they've done a great job with it. Yeah. And you know, Miami can continue to waste money on teams that get beat 45 to three in front of their home crowd. Nicholas writes, Hey guys, awesome win down there, especially in front of all those recruits. Keep up the good work. Sorry, Ira, for shouting at you in the grocery store. Oh, Nicholas. Just in celebrity shock. Laugh out loud. Good job, Nicholas. You saw Ira in public. I see Ira, yeah. Ira in public sometimes and I, you I never shout at me. Up. Yeah, I do. Sometimes I'm like, there he is. There's the man. <laughs> right. Right. I bet he's about to get some sausage. 
No, thanks, Nicholas. Yeah, it was good to see you, man. I, and I was on the phone at the time, so I couldn't stop and talk. I wasn't, I wasn't big time, and I wasn't like acting like I was on the phone. I was oh. legitimately on the phone, so I couldn't uh, stop and talk. But uh, it was good to see you, man. Thanks for the uh, and he uh, makes the contribution of forty five oh three, which is uh, well done. That is well done. You know, sometimes Ira, I pull that trick when I see somebody. I quickly put the phone to my ear. I know what you're doing there. It's you know, the the best that that was your man Willie Taggart. Oh, at the uh, at the ACC kickoff or not the kickoff, the ACC spring meetings. The way it works is we're all sitting out in the lobby. A bunch of reporters are sitting around the lobby, yeah. waiting for coaches to come out of their meetings or athletic directors. And you know, when they come out of their meetings, sometimes they're happy to talk or have time to talk. And sometimes they do not want to talk. Willie would do the like walking into the lobby, see us, and then like put up the phone. It's like, come on, man! Like, yeah, you, you no, weren't ain't on the nobody phone. calling you, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, I just, we just keep walking with him until he'd stop. Because like, I really quickly want to say, doff of the cap to Matthew who contributed just to just to do it. Uh, thank thanks, you, Matthew. Matthew. Go ahead, Ben. Pull this back up. I'll do Robert. Uh, hey, now. If FSU plays a focused, clean game, they can beat anyone outside maybe five to seven teams. Playing at Q's, especially at 8 p.m., should help us be focused. Anyway, favorite part of last night's ass beating. Well, I think – I mean, I, I brought up a moment ago that – Jamie um, Robinson. Yeah, the Jamie Robinson bitching of a human being in a way that is I, – I thought they should have thrown the flag just for that kid's pride. Um, like there's no penalty on that play, but my Christ, would you look at this kid just getting ragtagged like an asshole? I mean, it guys, that shouldn't be allowed. I mean, are we watching this? The the best part of that may be the last final shove. Oh, like it's so dismissive. It's just get off, get off. You don't, you don't belong on my hands. No, he's disgusted by his presence. (laughs) He's like, get your stupid ass out of here. Yeah, no, it was that was. And then Jared Verse breaking to you. My, I almost told uh, told my son to turn away. Um, <laughs> I, I was son. No man should be treated like that. It's just it's awful. But uh, but it did make me smile. Seth writes, Canes sites slash vloggers trying to say Miami has recruiting momentum after this game, saying that lots of recruits are locked in. Yeah, man, when you are. It depends on who you are within a site and what your job is. I'm just going to say that really quickly. When you cover recruiting, I've never covered recruiting in the way that experts cover recruiting, so I'm not going to pretend to be one. But I think certain guys are locked in from the side of the university. Some guys are locked in just purely objective. Some guys are from afar, from a national perspective. So you have a bunch of different groups that are covering recruiting, and they'll say, like, this group has momentum. This team needs to do this, 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 and this. And then other guys that are locally on the ground, they're going to like root for their team. They're going to root for their guys. <laughs> not all, not everybody. Everybody's got a different role and they get a different way of doing it. I think if you're Miami, you know, obviously you got to sell recruiting right now. You got to sell a, a vision of the future. You can't sell the now. The now is an embarrassment. The now is humiliating. The now is 45 to three at home. Um, but I also know this, no matter where you stand on that, Ira, We've all watched it. Results matter. And if you're getting ass clowned at home and the nation is chuckling at your result in front of an empty stadium that's not even yours, that's 45 minutes from campus, and you're trying to fight for players, and there's proof of concept on the other sideline, 
it's really hard to retain those players that have verbally committed. So I'll be very surprised if the bulk of that class that's impressive right now for the new car smell that is uh, obviously Miami's first year uh, staff, I'll be surprised if that holds up. I, I really will. It might, it might, but I would be very surprised because the results are the real results. I mean, let's guys, let's document this for a second. And this is being completely objective. Miami got blown out at home by Duke in front of nobody. Miami got embarrassed by Middle Tennessee State. By the way, Middle Tennessee State has gone on to do nothing. They right. suck. They've gone on to do nothing, but they boat raced Miami. Virginia is a terrible football team, a terrible football team, and Miami couldn't score a touchdown against that team. Florida State could have named their score last night. And if we're being really honest, if oh, yeah. it could have been 60 seven, or more. Yeah. Yeah. They could have beat them 65 to three, 75 to three. If we're being really honest, if they had decided to play the game all the way through and not run the clock and just got out of there. So, you know, Miami at this point, if you're a cane, if you're, a, if you're a supporter, if you're a booster, if you're somebody who's recruiting from Miami, you've got to really up, you got an uphill battle because it's one thing to say, Hey, listen, you guys are going to make the difference to come in here and change our fortunes. It's a whole nother when you have to look out there in your home stadium and, and, and be laughed at, scoffed at, and thought of as clowns. I mean, that, that's tough. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, the first year you do have some benefit of the doubt because he can, he's not going to say this at a press conference, but when he's talking to those guys and their families, he can individually tell them, look, man, we have no talent. That's why we need you. And some, kids, right. will, some kids, some kids will buy into that. Yeah. Mario's like, listen, Turn on Jeff Cameron's show, one to three, <laughs> a 93-3 in Tallahassee. He will tell you, we have no talent. It's not Look my like fault. a bunch of clowns is what I said. Bums. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so he can have those conversations. And some guys will, will, you know, if you're a South Florida guy and maybe there's you see the opportunities for NIL and you and you say, hey, man, if I go here, I can play right away. I'm going to get on the field the, you know, soon. They have nobody in this position. I can come there and play. Right. They'll get some guys. It's not like the class is going to fall apart. But there are some other guys who will look at it and say, man, I'm only going to be in college three years. Do I want to be through – do I want to sit through that? Or do I want to go somewhere in, in where I can have some success? And where the kids like like what they're doing. Here's one thing, man. This was interesting, I thought. on Last week when I interviewed Tatum Bethune for the story I wrote for the site over the weekend, he said something, and Jared Verse said the exact same thing last night. They both said – this is the most fun I've ever had playing college football. Yeah. And, you know, and again, Jared versus Albany. But, you know, Tatum Bethune was a UCF. They had some success. He had 100 tackles last year. And I think that's probably pretty common throughout the team. This team does love each other, and they are having a good time. And that's, that's, a, that's an attractive tool in recruiting because you want to be on a place like that. You don't want to go to a place where everybody's miserable and they don't know whether or not you know, this, this coaching staff can get it done. You know, it's, it's, it's fascinating. I love that you brought this up, Ryan. I see you, baby. Uh, when does Jimbo get his kiss my ass on main street severance check, uh, to go camp buffet <laughs> on rip night? <laughs> it can't happen soon enough for him, man. Um, he doesn't have to go to the buffet though, man. He just, you go out to the ranch do they do that at ranches? Like, if you have multiple ranches, can he so just you pick out a cows? Can he just pick out a cow and say, "I want Judy"? Yeah, that's. 
I think that's too personal. That'd be tough. <laughs> um, you know, Judy's care. got a personality. I, I don't know. You know, she's kind of funny in the mornings. Um, I would, I would just say this. Uh, yeah, winning matters, and and how you play matters. It's pretty funny. Um, I, it, what if Miami loses out? They could, man. They really could. They could lose to. Uh, do they have Georgia Tech next week? Yes, they could lose that game. So, so Georgia Tech won, by the way, on Saturday. For everybody right. who doesn't know, Georgia Tech just won, and that's another awful program, Virginia Tech. Um, Georgia Tech has nothing going for them. If they beat Miami, are we getting to a place where? Yeah. I mean, look, like seriously, Ira, I'm not trying to be an asshole in this point, but I would, I, I am reveling in it. But I would say this: if Miami loses to Georgia Tech. And they got beat forty-five to three at home in a night game with the fans over the moon against their arch rival. And they lost badly to Duke, and they couldn't score a touchdown against Virginia. Do we get to a place where you can call Miami the worst team in the ACC? Oh man, that's a uh, that's that's possible. It's possible. <laughs> they're, they're in the conversation, but there's some there's some strong contenders. In, in this conference, but man, I, look, you know, look, going to Georgia Tech, there's no doubt in my mind, even if Miami wins that game, you yeah. know that even if they do win that game, you know, it's going to be down to the last possession or two. I don't think they're going to win the game, Ira. But if they did, it would be to the last, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's going to be, it, it's probably, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all if they lost. And then they've got, I mean, man, a lot, they got Clemson <laughs> and Pitt. They may lose out. Dude, I think there's a good – like, I'm not even kidding. There's a good chance Miami loses out, and yet you can make a compelling argument at the end of the season, Miami is the worst team playing college football that is in the ACC. Hmm. It's heartbreaking. You yeah, really hate to see it. You really hate <laughs> to see it. It's just unimaginable to have fallen off the map to the extent that you might be the worst team playing college football in the ACC in a conference that includes Duke – and wake and team. Yeah, there it is. Like, contemplate that, assholes. Contemplate that for a while. That's who you are, the worst team in the conference. Um, I'm just saying, it's something to think about. <laughs> FSU Fan 93 writes, the World Meteorological Organization has just released a statement saying, as of November 6th, hurricane season is officially over. Go Knowles. Sucks to be you. It does. It does. It's It, it sucks more tonight when you have to contemplate whether or not you're better than B.C. That is the question. Know. Yeah, that's one of the questions they're going to have to answer. Um, yeah, it's a toughie. I was watching the uh, went back and watched some of the interviews today. Like you know, it's my one of my activities on Sunday is watch a lot of press conferences. Yeah, got to yep. watch, got to watch Jimbo's press conference. Got to watch. Uh, well, Dean, let me let me let me guess. You teed that up first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I did, I did. I, <laughs> it was it was a toss between that one and a couple other. I, you know what? I might have done Mario first. I might have done Mario first, but but. It, it might've been Jimbo first, but usually it's Jimbo first, but um, watching Mario's press conference. And then I watched some of the players press conferences and there were a lot of questions about, you know, does this team still believe does, you know, what, and uh, there's a lot of comments from their guys about there, you know, like basically there are guys who believe in him and the guys who believe the guys who are bought in the guys who are this, you know, which, you know, implies that clearly there are some guys who are not bought in, which is, you know, you can tell that by the way you, when you watch them play. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, that's going to be a challenge, man. Like that's, 
I mean, that's going to be, you know, it, it's, it'll be interesting to see how he handles that because, you know, one of the things that Mario said last week was like, we're not going to play nostalgia theater. Like, and, and it, you know, I'm not going to talk about the glory days and all this, but you have to dust off the VCR tapes to do that, buddy. <laughs> but, but it's also like they need to see some proof of concept too, you know? And, yeah. and, and, and if this thing continues to go off a mountain and you, you had a good quarterback this year, it's not like you, you got to a program that had a terrible quarterback. You had a good quarterback. Yeah. He's hurt now, but even before he's hurt, you were getting beat by all these teams. I got a question for you, Ira. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance because we have such a – I mean, listen, I'm going to compliment our staff. Everybody does such a good job. We all have a different take. We all come from a different angle, and, you know, it's fun to, like, go through and vet it all. Have you had a chance to listen to uh, Dominic Robinson um, during the watch-along? Did you go back and listen to I went to back and watched some of that. I went back I went back for a few parts. Um, just well, kinda, well, like, well, I kind of skimmed things- through it. Yeah. yeah, one of the things I want to point out is that he was not a believer. And, you know, his son's one of the best recruits in the country. I saw that. Uh, I saw his comment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he didn't He he didn't think much of uh, Mario Cristobal. And that's interesting. Um, it's also fun to uh, replay that comment over and over again and, and point it out. I, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, I'm I, my son is not, you know, he's a freshman in high school, so <laughs> we'll see. But uh, I do think it's interesting that, you got a guy that played college football at a very high level whose son is an elite recruit who, you know, had a chance to be recruited. And, you know, I think Dominic Robinson's a straight shooter. For sure. Um, wrong or right or any or indifferent, he's a straight shooter. He'll tell you what he thinks. He was not impressed with Mario Cristobal. Yeah, so, I thought that was in his – just for people that didn't watch it, um, just to kind of recap it real quick – one of the things Dominic said was during the watch along, and it's still available on our channel. So if you had, if you didn't watch it during the game, you can go back and you watch go it. Go back and watch it, yeah. But they were talking about uh, you know Mario Cristobal and, and you know that hire, and Dominic said he thought that was a good hire for Florida State because the the big selling point for Mario going to Miami that everybody kind of hyped up was the recruiting that he's a great recruiter and he you know had some great classes at Oregon and yeah. and and he, when he was at Miami he was known as a great recruiter. And what Dominic said was, you know, we went on a visit there, you know, his son's the, maybe the best tight end in the country. We went on a visit there and I could just tell you our experience was not that like we, we, we were not impressed by anything about him as a recruiter. And so, you know, man, sometimes somebody has one, a bad experience. That doesn't sure. mean, you know, you like, there's a restaurant, you recommend a restaurant, somebody goes there and they're like, Oh man, my food wasn't, it was cold just or whatever. Bad night. Just yeah, had, yeah. So that's possible. You don't know what was going on there, but I do think that's interesting. Um, I think it's, it's definitely, I mean, it's a, it's a good point that, uh, he made that. And and if, look, if that's not, if that turns out to be Mario's not as good a recruiter as, as Miami thinks, and man, that's another, it's going to be a, a challenge down there. What a shame. What a shame to watch them struggle for another five to 10 years and not matter for the better part of 30 years. You know, by the way, it should be noted just because people might be wondering, I'm a gambling man. I took Florida State minus seven and a half. I may have had Florida State on an alternate line minus 14 and a half to win more money. Mm. But in addition, I have Florida State this week on the road against Syracuse. Circa has released the lines for those that don't know. Florida State is favored by six on the road against Syracuse. Tells you that a you know, neutral site, it's a nine-point game. Florida State feels uh you know, Vegas feels like Florida State's about nine points better, eight and a half points better than Syracuse. I think that's accurate. I think that might be uh, 
a little low. But I will say again, and we'll talk about it on Tuesday when, when we get together with Seminole Headlines. I know you'll write about it. I have a chance to do the show on Monday, Jeff Cameron Show 1-3 to three with Tom. Uh, I think this is an important game because I, I, do, I do think Florida State, I said after Clemson, you know this, Ira, I've been beating this drum. I thought after Clemson we needed to put it all in the rear view and that Florida State could go 5-0 and in the remaining games or 2-0 and in those mm-hmm. five games. They got three more, excuse me, to go. The Dos Artes is getting me. Um, I, I just – I think Florida State's really good. I think Florida State's really on the verge of being very good. I, I think the offense is better than the defense. But situations matter when you play people – what time you play people, what game you're coming off of matters. Can they get there emotionally? Eight o'clock, Syracuse is going to play hard. They're desperate. Their season is unraveling. They're going to fight like hell, and they are physical. So my guess is Schrader's going to play, Ira. I think he will. Yeah. Um, you're better than Syracuse. But, you know, when you play, again, matters. So can you get there? Can you be an adult? Can you focus? Can you end up making uh, this season truly special? Uh, They have a chance. They have a chance. And they're really close to proving to us that they are mature, that they are focused, that they are locked in. If you go win that game, you're going to beat Louisiana, and then it's down to the Florida game, which I think is going to be a war, by the way. Right. We'll talk about that when the time comes. But there we go. I mean, let, let's go. Let's let's go prove ourselves again one more time. Maturity. How tough are you mentally and physically? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's no doubt. It's just it's obvious. Anybody that's followed college football for a long time knows you look at this situation where you just come off an emotional rivalry game where you dominated them. You're feeling good about yourself. And then you put in the film of Syracuse from these last couple of weeks and they've looked pretty terrible. Um, you know, they, as you said, they still play hard, but they have not looked good. They've been missing no, they're some not, players. They're not a good team, but they do they've, play They've hard. had some injuries. So it's going to, you know, that's that's a challenge to get the guys. That can be a challenge sometimes to get guys to take care of business. The message from the coaching staff, to your point, should be, listen, guys, this could be a season you remember for the rest of your lives. You, uh, you came to Florida State when it was a shit show. Shit show. And, and you got here and you've turned it into this into how proud if you're Dylan Gibbons, if you're Tatum Bethune, if correct you're, all those guys, man, you can. If you're in, Jermaine Johnson Jermaine last Johnson, year, all those guys, t- this you have an opportunity to have memories and be thought of in a way yep. that very few players are thought of because you came into a awful situation and turned it around and made everybody feel good about their program. That that's a great opportunity. It's not about beating Syracuse. It's about this legacy for this team yeah. in these yeah. last two years. Dude, Ira, I'm telling you right now, man, I'm going to run through a wall for you. I, I'm there. <laughs> I, I completely agree, right. and I've been, I've been trying to not be cheesy about this. Right. I think that's where they're at. They're on the verge of beating that ass and taking the next step and getting to 10 wins and changing the, the trajectory of this team. What's possible? Like graduate from being pretty good to really good. Graduate from really good to elite. Let's go. I mean, you don't come here to be bullshit. You don't come here to like get to a bowl. Right. And it ma- it matters greatly that it and, and those guys know that, man. They've put the time in. Those I really have a lot of respect yeah. for these kids. I have a lot of respect for Mike Norvell and his staff. You know, we, we talk about our job is to 
do the best we can covering this team. I give an opinion for a living. So, you know, objectively or otherwise, sometimes we talk about all the elements that make up what a team is and where they're going and who they are and the good and bad and everything in between. But I, I really do respect what they've done. I think it's pretty impressive. Um, also, and, and, and again, I've, I was saying this last night to Aslan and Corey, like I, I'm happy for these guys, these players, yeah, because yes. they, 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 I mean, it's, it's, they've worked man. hard, dude. It's, there's nothing harder than coming into a bad program and turning it around. And they've, they've done that. Um, and we'll see how high they can get it. One thing I wanted to mention one thing also, I didn't answer that question when they asked, somebody asked about our favorite, favorite moments from the game. You mentioned Jamie's play. Um, Trey Benson's running to me and we haven't talked about it. I don't know how we haven't talked about it, but let's his, go. Second and third. Thanks again, Robert, uh, for the question. His second and third efforts last night was so cool to see because, you know, something that clued into me last night, because when we were talking to him after the game, I was like, did you break a lot of tackles in high school? And he's like, not really, man. I kind of put my foot in the ground and I was gone. He's fast. And on a high school football field, how many, and you probably had a lot of kids in high school making business decisions when Trey Benson was running. (laughs) Hey, Miami made some big business decisions (laughs) last night. Yeah, Yeah. But I think you're seeing him these last few weeks. It's like, he's realizing, Oh wait, just cause there's a dude around my ankles. Doesn't mean I have to go down just cause there's a dude who gets a shot on my side. Doesn't mean I have to go down. He's, I mean, man, I know you so love him right, too. That's- right. Let's say this, let's say this. You and I would admit as much as we love Treshawn Ward and I do, right. and it's a good running back room. Benson was the most impressive player when we saw him in camp. We, we, we all thought, oh, man, that dude has a chance to be something. And I remember standing right next to you at practice. We were in the indoor practice facility, you and I were. And he caught the corner. Trey Benson caught the corner. And if you recall, oh, yeah. you were in, remember that sound? Just a blur. Yeah. It yeah. A, Do you remember that sound? Yeah. There's yeah. no you, way a guy you, you, should. You, you turned and looked at me and you were like wide-eyed. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I was shocked. I, listen. No man at that size should ever run past somebody at that fast. And, and, and that's why guys are making, you know, business decisions. Like you don't want to tackle that. You don't want to tackle two seventeen running four, three, five with a little bit of fuck you. I mean, there's, you don't want a part of that. And that's who he looked like tonight. Like lately prior to this, uh, you know, Saturday night, sorry. Um, Prior to that, he had some uh, turf monster stuff get him and some moments where you're like, come on, man, you're too good for that. He may have just realized how good he is. That's the thing. Like, I think Greg Jones probably ran over dudes in high school. You know, like, that's that's what Greg Jones was. Like, Greg Jones. Him. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, he, Greg Jones has been running people over probably since he was 10 years old. But I don't yeah. know that that was ever Trey Benson's game. And mm. now he's bringing – I mean, it's man, it's – and like to your point, I mean, Treshawn Ward, again, has been huge good for this player. team. Really good player. Um, Lawrence Sofiel, he's a really good player. That room is good. We love Rodney Hill. But then yeah. you talk about the physical characteristics and if he's going to run like that, I mean, it's uh, that dude's a difference. I don't know that we got to everybody tonight, and we could have done this forever. Yeah. Uh, Ira, it's already 8 o'clock. I just looked up. I couldn't believe it. Um, this was you'll, fun. You'll be we'll doing be it tomorrow. Yeah, we will. That's right. Um I'll be on tomorrow, one to three. Wake up war chant this week, of course. Iris columns all week long. You guys stay with us. Uh, we've got this team covered. It's a fun team, too. Like, more than, you know, yeah. 
tooting our own whistle. It's just a fun team to 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 cover and to talk about, and they have a chance to uh, to be pretty good damn pretty good damn football team, like ten and three kind of good, nine and three t- kind of good. So let's hey, follow them and see what happens. You want to give a shout out to ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, buddy? I see it up there in the corner, and I failed them because uh, I got so carried away in my enthusiasm. They'll understand. They'll understand. We had to talk about 45 to 3. But, so, know. listen, ABC, we love you, and uh, thank you for sponsoring this. And I bought this at ABC. I actually went in there tonight mm-hmm. uh, and bought this. And, I, you know, listen, I, I'm not going to lie. I did not get the Dos Artes there, <laughs> but they have a gazillion others, really good tequilas. So, you can – hey, Ira – you can't say goodnight without doing a shot of the Don Julio. The Don Julio's in the other room. I gotta go. I'd have go to go get it. it. I'll, I'll fill the time. Go get it. Come uh, on, Ben. Ben, take me off the uh, screen here for a second. Yeah, yeah. Take him off. Hey, hey, everybody. Let's do a shot together. Listen, all of us, right? I'll pour this Dos Artes right now. Here we go, everybody. Oh, come on, Dos Artes. Come on with me, baby. Woo! Here we go, everybody. We're all waiting. We're all waiting. Now, listen. Take a good look at that. Take a good look at that goodness right there. Ah, uh, yeah. How nice is that, right? Hold on. You guys good? I'll take a sip, swig of beer before uh, Ira gets back. Ben's like, what the hell are we doing? Mm. Listen, it's Florida State, Miami, 45 to 3, beating that ass. Yeah, look at that guy. Look at that clown show. Look at those dudes. You could do that all day long. There he is. There's I'm the guy. Back, I'm back. I had to go uh, make a make a run. Oh, the, the, Don. the Don is in the building. The Don is in the building, Jeff. <laughs> and I feel bad for Don Julio because I think there are some versions of Don Julio that are that are better than other versions of Don Julio. I just happened yeah. to get the one that was 1995. <laughs> but, but but we're gonna do it, man. We're gonna do it. I'm with you. Okay, pour it. Let's do this together. Let's talk about what this was. How good was this? Hopefully, oh, uh, hopefully some folks are around. No, I'm not Hunter. I'm not oh, my that's boxers. Funny, by the way, you gotta I'm give not my credit. boxers. <laughs> I just like I'm tied. I've got like cords, and I'm. It's uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. I'm about to be in my boxers. All right, cheers, Ira. Great job covering down there. You got the Don Julio. Hey, I, I do. I do. Yeah. It's right here. Oh my God, that's a solid one. You ready? I here am. we go, everybody. Cheers to Florida State's forty-five to three ass beating over Miami. Thanks for watching. Mm. Oh yeah, buddy, you're a champ. <laughs> I mean, it just it gets better with age. <laughs> it's, uh, it's getting you better and better. It, you were a man about it. Hey, Ben, great job out of you Thanks, to ben. all of you guys to the over a thousand people that were watching tonight. We love you. Go Knowles. I'll be on tomorrow from one to three. Do we have a? There it is. <laughs> the 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 Hurra Jordans. Dude, that is so good. The, the crying Jordan Hurricanes. That is one of the funniest things of all time. I like that um, he went to the effort to get the guy in the far left to turn back this way. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice effort there, Ben. Good attention to detail. Oh, that's so I'm gonna see that I, we- I didn't even see the Ibis. The Ibis crying oh. team. <laughs> <laughs> we could do this for days, guys. Oh, Cheers, man. everybody. Ira, love you, baby. See you, you later. Too. Thanks. Be good. All right, peace.